0: This is Talk 30. I know it's been a while. I've been away for a while. It's been a little nuts in life, uh, moving and such, trying to get everything organized, get back on track, stay on routines, all that stuff when you move. It's really, really been crazy. Uh, It's been hard to keep both shows on track. Uh, I hope to get on track and keep on track Uh, going forward. uh, We'll see how it goes. I do have my studio outside. Um, It's actually a little shed. But um, there's no power to it yet, so I'm still trying to figure that out. And then I need to work around my family schedule so it gets a little crazy. Um, First and foremost, I want to apologize about my last show. Um, One of the first things I had on my agenda was talk about pet peeves. um, And then I never got to it. (laughs) So sorry about that. Um, Today we'll be talking about those pet peeves. I'm going to get to that first after I do a quick rundown. Uh, We're going to be talking about those, of course, politically energized Fed topics as usual, the guns, the Ukraine money, um, you know, some of the, uh, you know, we'll get to a little bit of the abortion talk, not much, I just want to touch a little bit on it. Of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene um, and some of the stuff that she's been saying, Uh, a little bit about the Federal Reserve, big pharma, and um, some other things about COVID and and vaccinations and those kind of things. Of course, I'm going to hit a little bit on some religion. And how that ties into abortion as well. I'll get to as much as I can. Um, and uh, I don't want to bash too much on the religion. But it just seems like it's there for the for the taking. Uh, low-hanging fruits. I will definitely get to it. But the pet peeves. I wanted to get to that. Everybody has their own pet peeves, right? And such. And I really don't want to come off as complaining. <laughs> but uh, some of mine are like... Say, for instance, grocery carts, and I'll touch a couple things on the grocery store in general, but I think it's best if we go um, what's uh, a good time for us as far as traffic wise and getting your groceries wise and all that, but I'll get to that in a second. My biggest one is the darn grocery carts. I don't get it, and I know people are, in general, or can be, L-A-Z-Y as heck, Um, I don't get it though. So my practice, when I go to the grocery store or Costco or some other store like that where I'm going to actually utilize a cart, I know it's a little bit risky, but I like parking next to the shopping cart storage so that when I do come out to my vehicle, boom, bam, I empty my groceries or what have you, my supplies, and I put the cart right in the storage thing piece of cake I know that not all of them are I don't know like uh, necessarily strategically located or conveniently located Um, but I try to park next to them and I say risky because you know if someone's not paying attention or someone's going to put the cart away or they don't see that it goes all the way in or whatever it can knock into your car or scratch your car knock into it whatever it is like that and we've had our uh, number of incidents since we've moved to SoCal um, San Diego specifically, uh, I swear it's been like three or four incidents. Now we've had with vehicle damage that we did not create, nor was our fault. And it's just, it's very frustrating. So I guess that could happen too with the carts, but that drives me nuts, man. Can you not take the time? Or if you can't leave your cart up at the store and just grab your bags of groceries and walk them to your car. Do you have to leave them in the Island? Do you have to leave them blocking parking spaces? Do you have to put it in the landscaping? Do you have to just put it wherever I really, really, Are we that freaking lazy? That's one of my things. Um, Additionally, at the grocery store, um, I know exactly where things are in my grocery store. I I typically don't like to go to a grocery store I'm not familiar with. I will, especially if the prices are right or I want to give it a try. It's a new store, of course, because we just moved. So, you know, I'll be hitting the smart and final or, you know, one of the other... um, less expensive grocery stores like a food max or you know something like that if it's um if the prices are right but i've always gone to kind of safeway or back in the days with a lucky market or albertsons and those are all kind of owned by the same now there's lots of vons over here but it's set up the exact same way as safeway as far as the discounts it takes your same uh, membership number or your phone number or whatever like that and I pretty quickly get familiarized with the Vons because it's set up just like the grocery store I've always gone to, like the Safeways and Lucky Market and such. So I can go right to where I need to go and get all my stuff and get in and out of there pretty quickly as long as everything's stocked. That's been a touch and go situation since the whole COVID and you never know what's going to be in stock. There's also really good days of the week to go and uh, and it's best to go in the morning. I've found Saturday or Sunday early morning. anyways. My point is, I get in the grocery store, if I'm just going to run in and say, get some half and half. So you get there, and there's two individuals standing right in front of the half and half, and they're staring at it. And they're staring at it. I just, I feel rude, or feel like I'm being rude, if I just walk in front of them and grab what I need and bounce and get out of my way. Um, so I'll patiently wait there. And they're just staring at the half. You're staring at the half and half. You are staring at the half and half. Okay, there's probably three or four brands. Uh, there's another three or four organic brands, right? Okay. Grab your stuff and get on. What's to discuss? They're within a dollar to a dollar fifty of each other. The organic ones are a little bit more expensive. If you want the flavored creams, take a couple steps to the left. Get out of my way! No. So, you know, I'll wait for a minute and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go down this next aisle. I need to grab some water or whatever else anyways. But you're just standing there. And even worse than that the grocery store is someone will block the entire aisle. And what I mean by that is they'll, they'll put their cart on the right side, which is another pet peeve of mine. When you're in the grocery store, should you not drive your cart on the right side as we do like in traffic? If we're both coming face to face... Both being in the right lane, we could just go by each other. Anyways, back to my original point in the aisle. So someone will park their cart on the right side. Cool. No biggie. But then they will literally kneel down or bend down and look on the left side of the aisle. Therefore, the entire, the entire aisle is blocked. The entire thing. You can't get by. So you might as well just turn around and go around to the next aisle and... Um, Hey, <laughs> they left. Now I can grab my cream. Let's do that, huh? But with the person with the cart, man, wouldn't it be funny if you just start barreling, just start running with your cart and bam, bumper cars, just knock their cart out of way. <laughs> man, I'm not that person. I'm just joking around. I'm just trying to make light of it, but it just, it's just kind of a, it's a little frustrating, man, in the grocery store sometimes, man. It's a little frustrating. So that is that. Um, so Yeah. You know, know what you're going to buy and get the hell out of the way and, um, you know, quit being so lazy and and put your card away, would you? So anyways, to get some of the energized, politically energized topics going, I just want to touch really quick, um, again, I'll remind everyone that I'm pro-choice and, uh, pro-life and, and so I'll get started on some of these topics, but, um, you know, guns, 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 guns. It's a it's a hot topic, um, and oftentimes these politically charged topics it's it's one side or the other. You know, you're left or right. You're you're either um, Republican, Democrat, or conservative or liberal. And the name let the name calling begin, right? Um. So, guns have always always been available in America. I know that we have a a lot higher population now, and that may have something to do with it. Um, But we didn't always have the amount of shootings that we have now. And, And I'm really curious to get others' take on this, but my thoughts are, what is different? What has changed so much? You know, I saw a guy spitting out some statistics uh, about the decades um, and going back even before the 70s uh, and mass shootings or or just shootings in general in public. And um, the 70s had fewer than a 10 total or before the 70s rather. So like he was saying, like in the 1950s, there was like one shooting, one individual shooting. And in the following decade, that went up six times. Um, in the 60s, there were six shootings, right? Um, and then I almost doubled again in the 70s, total 13 shootings. And I'm talking about decades, not in a singular year. If you want to look at like 2022, it is insanity and how many shootings have happened just this year. Um, there was the same number of shootings as days in the year for a while there. Um, anyways, the 80s had 32, so it almost tripled there. But again, we're talking about an entire decade. And in the 90s, it went up to 42. So from the 50s, from one shooting up to the 90s, where there was 42, that did go up significantly. But it's still not a super high number. But again, back to guns have always been available in America. What is different? What has changed? And I've asked a couple of buddies of mine, and I, I, I promise I will get them on the show. My buddy Joe and also Pokey who are in other parts of the nation and they're both, um, I would say fairly conservative in their, in their beliefs and, uh, they'll have some pretty good takes on this stuff, but, you know, is it the way that we're raising our children now? Um, is it the status of certain individuals now? And what I mean with that, without, because I don't want to ever profile in in any manner, uh, race, religion, um, you know, sexual beliefs, or any of that stuff, Um, religion, all that stuff. I really don't want to be judgmental in those areas at all, and I certainly don't want to profile, um, and I've been warned about this, but if you look at all the mass shootings and it has been male individuals for the most part. I think there's been very few females that have been shooters. And then I also would say white. And so for the longest longest time and and I don't know if people have looked into this in depth but you know when you're talking about white privilege um I think people kind of take it the wrong way sometimes but <clears throat> I think white Privilege has gone to the wayside somewhat. And what I mean is that, like, the white man specifically is not on this pedestal anymore. So there's a lot more recognition for um, equal rights. And and not just with, like, between men and women, but um, other parties and avenues. And there's been more, uh, not necessarily attention, but just more equal treatment of other races um of women of you know just being more accepting and less um I, what i want to call it i don't know just more and more people are being recognized and the, the white man is not necessarily the 100 percent support system for the family and what i mean by you know um, the provider, the one making all the money, the you know the woman staying home kind of thing and and all these things, so there's so much more attention now taken away from the white man, so does he feel entitled um so i don't want to go down that road too far, but just is there this thing now where the white man has to the young sorry, young white man, I mean all these shooters, these mass shooters have been. You know, and I know I'm going to get so much flack from this from a couple of buddies, and I don't really care. I don't. People could tell me what they want. Um, People could troll. People could hate. Or we could just have a good civil conversation, which I do want to mention that my two buddies that are fairly conservative that we do, we have some pretty uh, productive conversations, and we rarely agree on any topics, but it's cool to be able to shoot the stuff, and I really wish that we could do that. And I've mentioned this on prior shows that we could really do this and and have civil conversations and have debates or agree to disagree and just move on and, and listen to each other's opinions because I believe that um not that we should or could necessarily influence each other, but we can have healthy conversations and maybe be swayed or maybe find a middle ground. And speaking of middle ground, I mentioned I think on the last show. That I thought all my life of was independent and I've really found now that I am a moderate. And so I'll touch on that more a little bit in talking about the party specifically because I'm so sick and tired of the two party system. It's failed. It's obviously failed. We got to pick lesser of the two evils, you know, and it's we've I know we've all had enough of our government and the way it's operated and the way it runs and the two-party system. So I'll get to that some more, but I'm definitely on the moderate side and I want to find a middle ground. I could moderately take liberals and I can moderately take conservatives. They both drive me absolutely up the wall. <laughs> so so we'll get into that a little bit more uh, later. So I just want to touch on the gun part there. It's not the guns, in my opinion, uh, and I don't want to act like I'm this you know, big gun supporter. I've never owned a gun. I've never had a reason to own a gun. I will never own a gun. I don't have a gun, but again, I'm pro-choice, and if people want to have guns, they should be able to have guns, in my opinion. I did some hunting growing up. I didn't dig it, didn't like it. I've shot guns before. It's just not my thing. Uh, I'm into other sports, um, football, basketball, baseball, and such, so I'm not big into game and shooting something and killing it and skinning it and gutting it and eating it. I mean, I would like to do some fishing again sometime. I haven't done it in a long time, but other than that, yeah, I have no interest whatsoever in any sort of gun. So that's that, if you think I'm this big gung-ho gun supporter. So um, I want to touch this for a second, and I won't get into a lot of depth, but the Ukraine money. like. How much money is going to keep going to Ukraine? And how much money is actually going to Ukraine? And where is this money going? Please tell me. And every week it seems like there's another billion or 10 billion or 5 billion. And I'm talking B, billions going over there. Some of it's weapons, some of it's safety, some of it's human services. And some of it's just straight cash. Like, how about we take care of some things in America that we need to resolve? How about that? How about we take care of our country and our people and our people that are suffering? And I'm not saying that I don't support Ukraine, and I'm not saying that it's a good thing that Russia attacked them or started war with them, but at what point, I know technically we're involved because we're supporting Ukraine and giving the money, but I'm not certain that the money is actually helping them, and it's certainly not going to help them win the war, and I've mentioned that before. But what is going on with these billions of dollars going to another country? And I know people have mentioned, and I've kind of hinted at it as well, that this war would have never started had Trump been in office. I'm not saying that I want him in office. I'm just not sure it would have started with his buddy uh, Putin over there had Trump been in office or he would have allowed it to happen. And I don't think you'd... Again, I don't want to sound like a Trump supporter because I absolutely am not and I did not vote for him. And I will not vote for him in 2024 Although he's going to win again. Um, And if when he gets in the office, I quote me now, that war will immediately end if Trump gets in office in 2024. So you tell me how corrupt not only this country is, but elections are. So you tell me. Uh, Anywho, moving on. Uh, I wanted to quote something that George Carlin had said in one of his comedy stand-ups, um, kind of specifically into abortion. So Carlin, man, is beyond his years. He, is, he was always hilarious, but he always talked about serious topics as well. He always talked about the government. He always talked about America. He always talked about policies and, and just kind of things in general in life different than most comedians And and even on serious, serious topics, he would still have people laughing, but he would also have people thinking, and the guy was super intelligent, man. I really miss his comedy. I really do. But he was, you know, kind of bringing up the abortion thing, he's like, okay, and quoting him in his stand-up, if a fetus is a human being, then how come the census doesn't count them? That census we do every 10 years? How come there isn't a funeral? For miscarriages. How come people say we have two children, for instance, and one on the way, instead of saying we have three children? He also mentioned, hmm, life begins at conception, huh? At fertilization? It is still six to seven days even before a sperm reaches the uterus, and not every every egg makes it that far. 80% of a woman's eggs are flushed and rinsed out once a month during the delightful few days that she has, he mentioned. And the crowd was pretty uh, erupted in in laughter at that point. So, are they serial killers? You know, and I I do this uh, kiddingly as well. It's just, it's so crazy. And I'll get back to the parties that how opposite people are on it and like splitting hairs what an actual fetus is, when is the baby actually alive, you know, when it becomes a cell, or when it takes its first breath, and like, we're totally splitting hairs, and then the whole religion part comes in it, or religious beliefs, or, you know, and it just, it gets insane, and, and it's so crazy, I mentioned this to my friends the other day, like, the left will support the left, no matter what, the right will support the right, no matter what, and they will be strong in their beliefs and their support for said topic, and there's no budging. And it's crazy to me. It's like totally black or white or one belief or the other. And and it's so crazy how the division is damn near down the middle. Damn near down the middle with a lot of these topics. It's crazy to me. And so I'm a little, really looking forward to getting into the discussion of the other parties. Um, But I wanted to mention Marjorie Taylor Greene. So I was hearing her speak. The other day, and I'm sure most of us have seen the video, um, if we follow politics at all. Um, I'm not a news watcher, but I I get a lot of news on social media. And I know you got to really be careful in seeing that. But I actually saw her saying this. Um, The old party is done. The old Republican Party is done, she says. America first is the only way. And the Trump Republican Party She says, America first. And I know this is going to be Trump's. Um, The dude um, was a master at advertising. He's a master businessman, as we all know. And it was almost perfect how he came up with his MAGA and his red hat and his Make America Great Again. And so many people jumped on that. So it's so obvious that America first is going to be his one for 2024 running. So anyways... Marjorie Taylor Greene, she says, America first. And I'm saying, now, okay, now that's a first. Politicians, in my opinion, don't give a damn about Americans or America. And, And what kind of staged crap was that where she entered a cell and no one else would be able to enter like that to one of the guys... Uh, what appeared to be one of the guys that was arrested or busted or getting charged for the whole January 6th insurrection baloney? He's wearing a red MAGA hat. He's wearing a brand spanking new orange jumpsuit, like straight out of orange is the new black episode. Dude, straight up, brand new to the tilt, like creases and everything, brand new MAGA hat, completely staged. And and, and the cell looked like it was like in the middle of a, a, I don't know, a warehouse or an office building or something. There was like a a cell, just the dude. You could see people around the cell. You could see media around the cell. You could see people with their phones recording. And then there's this guy right outside the cell after Marjorie Taylor Greene walks in, gets down on one knee, kind of hugs the dude, whispers something. You can't hear what she's saying to him. Somebody saying, God bless you, Marjorie. Um, And then some guy outside the cell starts praying loudly. Jesus, we trust in you. Holy Spirit cannot lead us not into temptation. Yada, 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 yada. You know, he's, he's going into this big old, you know, prayer as if he was preaching to his followers at his church or something. And I'm telling you, this cell just like appears to be just like right in the middle of nowhere. A totally staged situation. It was just the weirdest thing to me to see. Um, Anyways, I have a strong belief. And I heard Bernie hint to this last week. Um, I mentioned Bernie. I saw him talking. um, He was talking about a bunch of statistics how, like, something like 18% of Americans support our government. Which means upwards of like 80-something do not, or do not trust our government. Um, and he, he was saying something about we need to have more parties. And I am totally on this board, man. To just have Republican and Democrat is the choice only, especially when it comes to the primaries. You have to be registered as one of those voters in order to be able to actually vote for... An individual as president, it's it's crazy to me. Um, I mean, why can't we have more people be libertarians or moderates or independents? I could tell you partially because if you vote any for either of those parties, especially when it comes to the presidential uh, candidates, you're not your vote's not going to mean a damn thing, honestly and truthfully. Like you're just taking a vote away from one of the Democrats or the Republicans is really all you're doing. Um, You're not really supporting your libertarian, your moderate, your independent person running because they're not going to win anyways. But I really wish we'd open the parties up more. So if there's like five choices, I think not only would people be more um, involved in politics, people would follow politics more. I mean, because I mentioned this in a prior show, too, where there's a lot of us that just I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about politics with my coworkers. I don't talk about politics I, 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 in front of, like, extended family members. Uh, None of us ever agree. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to debate I'm not going to fight. And uh, then you end up not communicating at all, especially when there's certain things going on in government or politics or upcoming election or, you know, with so many followers on the Trump side um, and people being turned off by that or vice versa, really people being so far left that the people that follow Trump or support the Republican Party are just, it gets pretty hateful, as we've seen, as we've heard, and um, gosh, it was pretty dangerous uh, when Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was invaded by the FBI, man, and those type of things, and and like the resurrection, or sorry, sorry, insurrection on January 6th. Oh man, it could be very it could become very dangerous in society, man, and there's so much hate out there. And I really wish that we could open up the parties um, or get rid of them altogether. I keep saying that I'm gonna have a party uh sorry a uh show about labels and dropping the labels, getting rid of the labels altogether. Let's support a candidate or an individual or an idea or a policy or a law by based on the information that we get rather than specifically to a political party. I really wish we'd open it up and there'd be a lot more people involved with it. Why do we have to choose lesser of the two evils? Or you hear the saying of, yeah, the Republicans aren't the answer, but the Democrats are the problem. Man, y'all are all the problem. Both sides are the problem. There needs to be some calm and common ground and that's why I'll always be a Moderate. And I will not support either of these parties. I will agree with some of their ideals. I will not 100% support either party. And it just makes it very difficult for a lot of us that don't agree or believe in what those parties represent, especially these days. And it's gotten bad. And I saw something uh, recently about the Constitution as well and how when it was originally written, they wanted to do some sort of updates or upgrades or changes to that Constitution. I think it was every 20 years. Maybe it was every decade. It's escaping me right now, but I think it was every 20 years. So there might be something to that. And also getting rid of term limits. I think, I wish, I wish we could clean house, start all over again, get all those people out of Congress and start all over again fresh. And uh, But it's just not going to happen. I really wish it would. Anyways, the Federal Reserve, we've heard a lot about them lately as well. Uh, just reported that the U.S. corporate profits are up 25% across the board while at the same exact time we've had the highest inflation we've ever had in 40 years. So that means the highest corporate profits in 50 years are happening right before our eyes and we have no choice. We have to spend money. Everything's gone up. And we have to keep paying these rich folks. Are we fools to allow this to continue? I don't. I don't really see how we could change it, really. But and then there's big, big pharma. And um, is the data really there? Is this, is the science really there? Right when COVID hit, they were like almost immediately making recommendations um, during COVID. Before there was even any data, here, immediately started condemning unvaxxed people. And really, what is the science? Tell us what the science is. Going back to the point where, like, people don't trust the government or the media or Big Pharma. I certainly don't. And Big Pharma also are the ones. That are creating the vaccines. They're the one running the ads for you to get vaxxed. I I have questions. So how many people do you know who are vaxxed and boosted and still got COVID? And I know your answer is going to be a lot for one. For two, I know your answer. But it's keeping them from being coming hospitalized. Maybe. And where's the science and where's the data and where's the truth on that? I know people that work in the medical field and I've heard from people that I talked to and I've seen things that I've read and I know we got to be careful what we read, but based on my research, in general, people that are vaxxed and fully boosted have still gotten COVID and have still become hospitalized, well, it's supposed to minimize the symptoms. Maybe I've known people that are not vaxxed and not boosted and not anything and got COVID and were asymptomatic, did not get hospitalized, and did not get that sick at all. And if it's a vaccine, isn't a vaccine by definition supposed to prevent something? You know what I mean? So prevent chickenpox. Prevent the newest one, monkeypox. Isn't a vaccine supposed to prevent the illness? And how can it prevent the illness if it doesn't actually have COVID in the injection? Everyone's going to get COVID. Everyone is going to get COVID. I also saw a video recently of Biden and Fauci and Vic Premier and there was prime ministers and even the chief health officer, leaders of other countries around the world. It's all showing them getting their vaccinations and And also saying, you will not get COVID if you get vaccinated. And then saying, "Ooh, wonder how bad I'd feel if I hadn't got vaccinated. Because every single last one of them has had COVID. Every one of them. And you will too. I've already had it. My family's already had it. Everyone's going to have it. It's gonna be around, it's here to stay, it's not going away, it's here forever. We have cold seasons, we have flu seasons, we're gonna have COVID season, and it's gonna change around the country based on the weather and how much we spend inside and how much time we spend close to others that we love. Some are more contagious than others, just like the cold, just like the flu. Maintain your distance, folks. Wear your masks if you feel like it, but I'm not wearing mine, unless it's absolutely required. Religion, 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 religion. Is it really just a tool to control others? Is it to control the masses? Just like our government is trying to do to us with the whole COVID situation and now with the monkeypox. National emergency have Bibles or religious books, and I say religious books because there's the Book of Mormon and other religious books as well that other religions follow, have, been, been, have they been misinterpreted and mistranslated? I don't know. Is it, it's a question over the hundreds of years. And a question I saw asked on a show with a panel of people from different religions... Is God against abortion? There's no ban on abortion in Islam for any reason. In Judaism, abortion is permitted. And when the woman's life is at stake, it is required because the health and the well-being of the mother is more important than the health of the fetus. However, however, The Catholic Church teaches that almost in every single circumstance, abortion is murder. But it is not in the Bible. The Holy Bible. However, the teachings of Catholicism was created by men Who are celibate do not have wives, do not have daughters, do not have any sort of connection to the lives of women whatsoever. I'm just saying. But now in America, almost half the states, it may now become illegal to even have an abortion. Furthermore, the weirdest stuff happens in religion to me. It's the weirdest, weirdest stuff. So if a priest happens to become or get into a consensual, intimate relationship with a woman, he may have to resign from his duties at the church. Yet, and you, know, you all know I'm talking about the Catholic Church. Yet, if a priest is in a non-consensual intimate relationship with a young boy who is also a minor, they just move him to another parish and you allow him to repeat his behavior. Got it. Got it. Please make this make sense. So your little Bible... Your little mythical made-up book. Does it really have to have say or do you think it really has say about truly political issues? How can people try to dictate other people's lives based on their religion? It's fine. You have your religion. You follow it. Go for it. You follow your religion. If that's the way you want to live your life, that's fine. But that doesn't mean everyone else has to live that way. Well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that, and da 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 da. You know what? We're not a Bible nation. We are a constitutional republic, not a religious one. We in America are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. So, does a Bible swinger truly believe that if you don't believe in their God, just there, God, then you'll be punished for all eternity? You won't go to heaven? Do I have free will or do I not? It's kind of like this, you know, like the media can do. They're like fear-mongering. I think religion does that same thing. Religious is fear-mongering. So, okay, let's go way back in the Bible to the beginning. And so Adam and Eve, they're made from the same blood, Right? The same DNA? No. Eve was made from Adam. Adam and Eve reproduced Cain and Abel, right? Am I I tracking this right? Am I right? So two sons. So where did the rest of the population come from? So a brother and a sister essentially made up everyone and populated the whole world. Where did all the races come from? Oh, I'm sorry. It's more... Magical God stuff, right? just magic. He he did he create Adam and Eve from every race? Just some magical thing. And so since we're speaking about a God, and I know y'all are probably gonna think I'm an atheist and I don't care. Um I don't care. I I do believe in I don't want to say that the God or a God. I'm more uh, spiritual. I I believe in spirituality. Um, I just have a hard time believing some of the, um, the stuff, especially when people quote from the Bible all the time. And if you want to, that's fine. I'm, that's fine. So we're speaking of gods or a God. And there's different gods because people follow different gods, right? So... I know I was saying magical or mythical, but if you want to go down that road, mythical gods. So do you believe in Zeus, Hera, Hades, Poseidon, Demeter? Apollo, Odin, Aphrodite, O'Hara, Mazda, Inki, Shiva, Maui, Loki, Ares? How about Thor, Hercules? No? Then you believe that people across cultures and throughout history and movies have been making up gods all along, right? But your God is real. Okie dokie. So I saw this interview, and I was having a really hard time finding um, this priest's name. But um, it became very controversial and not... There's two different ones that said this, actually. But the first one I saw, he said, hell doesn't exist. Straight up said, hell doesn't exist. Um, He's been in religion his whole life. He was raised that way and became a priest himself. Religion isn't about reward and punishment, he said. Religion has always been in the control business. And people don't really understand this. It is a guilt-producing control business, he said. And if you have... Heaven has a place like you're rewarded for your goodness, and hell is a place where you are punished for your evil, and that's the way you control the population," he said. So they create this fiery place, which has quite literally scared the hell out of a lot of people throughout Christianity in history. And in my opinion, that's a broad Listen up, folks. I thank you so much for checking me out here at Talk 30. Please take a look at the Frills Daily Show as well with Frills Daily and myself, Sean F. Smith. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please like, follow and share and check us out here on Anchor. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. My show, Talk 30, currently is just on Anchor and Spotify, and I, again, really appreciate you listening. I wanna give a shout out to Joe. And his website, you can get all your merch there at Daily Enterprises. It's d-e-creations.com. The D-E stands for Daily Enterprises. That's d-e-creations.com. Please continue to listen, Talk 30, and the Frills Daily Show. And also check out Frills Daily's other show called Self Love. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, Anchor makes it easy. Let me tell you a little bit about it. I love Anchor because I can record right from my phone, or right from the website, on my laptop, or my personal computer. On the mobile app and on my computer, I can trim and edit right from the website or right on the app, as I said, and Anchor will distribute your podcast, my podcast, everybody's podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many, many more. Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check it out today on anchor.fm. That is anchor.fm. It's an awfully broad statement. But you can be forgiven every Sunday, right, if you're not good? Is that how it works? But there was another priest, and I do know this guy's name. So Carlton Pearson, and you probably all know him. You've probably seen him on TV. Uh, he had his own church, and he preached to like 5,000 people every Sunday. He got humongous. The guy was charismatic. He was like one of the best speakers, um, preachers, Um that's ever been around. This man had a huge career as a preacher. Um, Like I said, he built his own church. He was big time. He was mainstream. He was on TV shows. He was a special guest on many, many shows, especially if they're uh, religious ones. Um, And he was just energetic, um, on top of the world. Um, But he became bored in his career. So then he said in his own words that He had a conversation with God, and he started preaching inclusion. He started believing after this conversation with God that everyone can go to heaven, that there is no hell. He became then a moral threat, not only to the Bible, but to the Christian community. He was then removed from being a guest on many shows. He was barred from Oral Roberts. He was banished from most churches he lost all his friends who he thought were his real true friends he lost all his supports he lost his church he now goes around every sunday um, throughout the country and goes to different unitarian churches on a weekly basis and he makes his own way also on social media social media has helped him a lot so he could still speak his word about god His new perception of God, or what others may say, his new perception of God. Um, There's actually going to be a Netflix movie about his rise and fall. But it's simply amazing to me how just because he believes hell doesn't exist, and that people shouldn't have to suffer in eternal hell, because they're not living a life of so-called goodness, quote-unquote, goodness, did you know that the Pope also recently said that there is no hell? But now the Vatican completely denies that he said it. And now he's backpedaling and saying he didn't really say it. Um, so there was also a Catholic priest um, that I found in my research when I was looking at all of this stuff. That um, a priest that said atheists can reject Jesus and still go to heaven. And atheists can be saved Of course, there is the easy way, the privileged way, quote unquote, the privileged way by living the commandments. Faith, hope, and love is the way. And those are good beliefs. I mean, I really wish as an American or as a family man or as a person in my community that there is a way that we could share faith, share hope, share love, and you could still Still be spiritual in your own way. Because faith, faith, sorry, faith, hope, and love can go a long ways. It really can. Um, I have a friend of mine that I'm going to bring on the show, and I keep talking about it. A coworker that I used to have that is an MFT, and she's trying to start her own community. And I really want to back her and support her and learn more about it. Um, they've only had one event so far. They're going to try to have one a month. I think there's three or four people that are sort of leading it, leading the way. They're all therapists and um, have been in human services for a long time. And so they're they're trying to set up a way for their community to find a way to connect that doesn't have to be religious, that doesn't have to be church, that doesn't have to be through the Bible. It's more through... Uh, Supporting one another, uh, finding ways to share stories with one another, um, share their stories, um, find ways to heal together um, through spending time together, through connecting, through music, through dance, through talk, you know, through many, many ways and, and building a community that way. And I'm really, really excited about uh, getting more in depth with that. Uh, with my co ex co worker, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention her name yet or the name of the event. And she's still trying to collect more data and have more events, and so I'm looking forward to talking about that more. But, folks, I really appreciate you listening. I'm already preparing a show uh, about some rock and roll, I'm going to get to that one soon. I really am going to be able to start recording here more. Uh, as we get settled in here in Santee, California. We're about 30 minutes out of San Diego now, Um, but I'm finding my way with the show. I'm trying to improve every week. Um, The more I do it, I know the more I'm going to get better, but I really, really encourage you to keep listening. Please give me your feedback. I know that really I'm only um, uh, here on anchor.